Curry is. Ooh, matching. Yeah. I like that hat. Kansas City Monarchs, Negro League Baseball. I want to give a big old shout-out to my guy, Swanee. Mike Swanson, one of the best communications directors in the biz with the Kansas City Royals for hooking me up. He's a good, good man. He's hilarious. He's a ton of fun to hang out with. And he was like, Rosie, we're going to send you the lid. So I told him. So go get yourself one. It's great. Are they do? Are they are they wearing those jerseys? Are the Royals doing that? So yeah, they wore it not last Sunday. I think like a week ago Sunday or something. I was like, Swanee, things are hot, dude. They wore the whole thing head to toe. They got the like. One of my pet peeves is when they'll wear the old uniforms but keep their modern day helmets. They went Monarchs helmets as well. Uh, I love it. I think I I used to not like the color red on me, but now that I'm looking at myself right now. Yeah, and even you. Like, I think red is like a youthful color. I feel great. Poof, let's be honest. Any color looks good on you, brother. I mean, right? It doesn't matter. Uh, just... I'll take that compliment, baby. I'll take it's it true. all day long. It's true. It's true. Thank and you. Abe just put it in the chat. Check out the Negro League Museum if you're ever in Kansas City. It's one of the things that is on my baseball bucket list. Shame on me for not having gotten there the two times that uh, we were there for the World Series, although the schedule was a little cramped, but I got to get there. No question. I let's go do it, man. Out there. We'll so go this do... is adding... Adding to my hat collection, I'm very excited. Cool. Uh, also excited because for the first time in 2021, the Yankees will take on the Boston Red Sox. So it's in the Bronx. So is the biggest story of this weekend that Alex Cora, the manager of the Red Sox, is in the boogie down for the first time since the suspension for the issue down in Houston? I don't think so because, you know, like he'll get booed a little bit, I guess. But, you know, the fans – probably want to boo him more but you don't have any opportunities to like boo him right, right. like when Line do you get cards? to boo a manager exactly um i think the bigger story is the fact that the red sox are i think one in 15 since 2019 against the yankees one in 15 i had to double check that yeah um so i think that's the bigger story obviously the red sox are i think a couple games up on the yankees mm -hmm. and i think what's really interesting is before the year if you were to tell me that the Red Sox pitching staff was going to be like at the you know top eight in baseball and the Yankees hitters were going to be in the bottom half mm. of the league going at each other, I think that would be the biggest story. So I want to see how that goes. For some reason, I still feel like this is going to be a slugfest. Mm. And I might be completely off, but for some reason, maybe my brain just – that's how it works with the Yankees Red Sox. But I feel like these are going to be long games like they always are with a ton of offense. Okay, so the Cora thing is a side note for me. Yeah. He'll get booed when he comes out a little bit, maybe for pitching changes and stuff like that. But it's not like when the Astros were all in the field and they could constantly boo. Exactly. So it's a side sidebar there. Uh, for me, the biggest story is, are the Yankees going to wake up? They have been sleepwalking through 2021, and it's been miserable at the dish. Garrett Cole did not look good yesterday. He hasn't had double-digit strikeouts in, in almost a month. People are wondering if he's got a little bit of a dead arm. And look at the three guys that the Yankees have thrown out there this weekend. Michael King goes here in game one. Jameson Tyon, who is not pitched great, goes in game two. And Herman, who's actually been pretty good, goes on Sunday night baseball. But overall, the Yankees are if – you, if you put the guys in other uniforms, would you be overly impressed? Really, people are just talking about the Yankees because they're the Yankees, not because they're a baseball team. 100%. So I'm just curious – are we waiting for the Yankees to take off, or are they just not as good 
as the baseball world expects. I think their offense will pick up. Like they're not a team that's going to have like a six eighty OPS. They're like right. a you know ninety five OPS plus. They're going to pick the offense up, but the the pitching, in particular the starting pitching, question mark. Everyone was saying Cole in the question marks, right? And Kluber had the no hitter, and then he got hurt, and now Tyone's been kind of up and down. Like you said, Herman's been okay. I think mm-hmm. you know if they want to be a legitimate playoff team they're either gonna have to make a move or they're gonna have to have these guys like step way the hell up because they're not doing it yet right they're not and i'll be curious maybe going against their old buddies from beantown yeah them back and and rolling we'll see i i'm hoping for an energetic weekend because there's nothing worse than just a blah yankees red sox series and last year when the yankees took it to them nine to one it it wasn't interesting so we need more interest we'll see uh, I think things will be interesting in Atlanta this weekend. The Dodgers come calling for the first time since erasing that 3-1 series deficit in the NLCS and eventually going on to win the World Series for the first time since 1988. Do you think revenge is on the Braves' players' mind? Dude, when you wrote this question out, I was like, was that last year? Doesn't that right. seem like it was a decade ago that they blew that lead? But I, I think I think it is. I think it usually I say no because it's a new year and whatnot, but to be that close, literally one win away from the World Series and then just blowing it, it's for sure on their mind. And the Dodgers are the team with a target on their back. Anytime the Dodgers come into your house, that's that's a big series for them. So I'm excited. I think the pitching matchups are excellent. We got Urias yes. versus Anderson, Kershaw versus Morton, and then my favorite, two local boys, Bauer versus Freed. Yes. So I think they are thinking about this series and they want to like get some of the bad news, like with obviously with the Ozuna stuff, they want to get rid of that. And one way to do that, go beat the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, I, I, my guess is that since Atlanta is very much the same team and the one that lost in the NLCS that, yeah, they, they look at the Dodgers and they're like, we had these guys down. And, you know, they're going to be seeing Urias tonight, who really took it to him a couple of times in that series. So, yeah, it's, it's going to factor your human being. Like, that's the team that stole our ring. But at the same time, the Braves have got to get their shit straight. They do. They just, they've been, and they're not in a bad position. They're, only, they're in second place in three and a half back, even though they're, only, they're under 500. So they're a team that needs to start turning the gears a little bit and get it going. Um, you know, I do like the way that Charlie Morton's thrown the ball a little bit the last couple times he's been out on the mound after a disastrous start. So, you know, you're getting the, you're getting the Dodgers big boys here. They're coming at you. They are. A couple of those guys haven't pitched great lately. Urias was, got hammered recently. Kershaw was a little bit all over the place. So I think they've got something to show. I think it's going to be a great series. But, yeah, I think you'd be silly to say that it doesn't factor at all in the Braves' mentality. So there yeah, you know. they – they're, I think they're very excited about it. It's a weekend series. Dodgers yes. in town, a little bit of retribution coming. I think, I think this is probably going to be my favorite series to watch all weekend. Yeah, it could be really good. All right, uh, we've been talking about the putting clip on the baseball for weeks now. Well, finally, there are several reports that baseball is going to take a stand and is going to give the umpires some rain to check hats, to check gloves, to check belts before pitchers come into games now. Uh, and eventually they could get warnings. They could eventually get a possible 10-game suspension if they're found to have been guilty of using foreign substances on a baseball. Is this a positive step for the game, or is it just going to be like, oh, what are we doing? 
No, of course it's a positive step for the game because the alternative to what they're trying, what they're trying to achieve, which is like get offense back. Um, the alternative was moving the mound back, and that just to, to me seems ridiculous. There, this was a big factor in why offense is down. Mm-hmm. And look, it's funny for them to say we're going to give them rain to go check this stuff when they've already had free rain to go check this stuff. It's against the rules, right. but. You know, it's just one of those things. Baseball's so slow to adapt. It's 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 one of those sports where it's just always been that way, so let's just let it be that way. I think this is going to be really good, and I think, like, you know, saying we can uh, suspend you for 10 games and fine you, guys don't want to lose that much money. It's a lot of money, man. I think it'll curtail the cheating a little bit, and I'm curious to see, man. We have the numbers now, the data for every single pitcher. So I'm going to be looking very carefully, you know, over the next month or so to see whose numbers are dipping and whose numbers are staying the same. So, you know, in, in talking with a lot of guys on the Rose rotation, whether it's pitchers or hitters, and Castellanos and Miguel Rojas were great on it, so go check out the latest episode of the Rose rotation. They give you a hitter's standpoint. And, and um, you know, you don't mind the old sunscreen and rosin thing, right, where they do mm-hmm. this. Like, technically, that's illegal. Technically, it is. Like, you can't yeah. put one substance on the baseball. So where – that's the problem with this when doing it mid-season is where are we going to draw the line? That's not – I don't think that's illegal, though, because you – rosin and sunscreen are two things you can put on your body. Yes. So the combination, it, I understand that. Like, I, I get there's gray areas, but that's – to me, if you're in the game, you understand where the line is. Okay, so that is fine. Okay, okay you can do that. Hold on, Even real quickly, can yeah. you see on a baseball, can you tell when a ball's been marked up with sunscreen or rosin when you look at it visually? No, no. Okay, so if, then the rule better come out. Hey, umpires, it's okay for guys to have sunscreen on them and touch their arms and use the rosin bag, right? You're okay with that? Oh, 100%. Yeah, because, look, I'm fine with having tack on the ball. I think everyone is fine with having tack on the ball. It's, you know, we have the numbers now. Sunscreen and rosin do not affect spin enough where it's a performance enhancer. Okay. When you start adding the other stuff, that's where things get out of hand, okay? And I don't know if the umpires are versed enough to do this. I could go out there right now, every single pitcher, and I could say, okay, that's fine. That's not fine. And I think most people would be in the game would be in agreement with me. Hopefully the umpires have that like knowledge and wherewithal that they can do that as well, because it is, it is, it does become a little bit tricky, but even the taking the step to say, we are really actually now going to enforce this. It's a big step. And I think it'll help, like I said, kind of get rid of some guys who are like, man, I'm using it and they're afraid to get suspended. Okay. Are you going to be, are you going to be the um, foreign substance police? Like we should have like a hall monitor. Like, why don't you be the guy that checks it at Dodger Stadium? Like, please welcome <laughs> former major league player Trevor Plouffe. He is you know, today's <laughs> substance checker. I would do that. I would do that because I want the, I want this game clean. But you know what this is going to turn into, Chris? It's like the people who watch golf and, like, call in, like, infractions. Like, yes. See that? Uh, he, I mean, it's already happened with the Pine Tar. Like, everyone screenshot it. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah. They always send it to Jimmy. And Jimmy's yeah, like, guilty. dude, I see it too. Yeah, we're guilty. We've done it. All right, let's get back to the game we love. We got three guys tied for the major league lead with 17 homers. You got Tatis, you got Acuna, you got uh, Slim Daddy Vladdy, uh, and then Garcia's just one back. Who's going to be leading the show in homers come Monday? Oh, man. For some reason, I like Slim Daddy Vladdy. Okay, against the Astros. 
Yeah, I, 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 I like the way he's swinging the bat. I was going to say Acuna because he's facing a couple lefties, but the lefties are, he's facing are pretty damn good. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'll stick with Slim Daddy Vladia. Tatis, I think, is, like, too easy of an answer, I guess. I don't know. Like, he seems to hit a home run every night right now. But then again, so does uh, my boy Vlad. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how the ball's carrying in Buffalo these days. So pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to pick the same guy. Um, I will go with Acuna. He did not hit well in the NLCS last year. I think he went two for 24 with a couple of doubles, uh, no homers. I think he's a guy that is is going to be singularly focused this weekend. Uh, I think he's ready to bring a little energy into that matchup against the Dodgers. So I'm going to go with Ronald Acuna. There you go. I like it. He could definitely he could definitely pop a few. You know that. Let yes. me see. Wait, I want to see who the pitchers are: Grinky, Urquidy, and Garcia, who've all pitched pretty well. Yeah, they have. But I like Vladdy. I'm going. Okay, with him. He's locked fine. in right now. It's good. We'll check in on Monday. Last bit. Our guy Lucas Giolito. Got the old heave-ho last night in the ninth inning when Liam Hendricks was on the mound. He was barking from the dugout, and Will Little gave him the thumb. Is one of the co-hosts of the Rose Rotation officially a bad boy? Dude, I don't. I can never get a read on Lucas. I got to be honest with you. I feel like he's got a couple different, you know, personalities in there. He's very soft-spoken and nice and funny. And then, you know, oh. I think last night he was a little fed up. He was. I think maybe he was just doing it to rile up the boys a little bit. Yeah, there were some bad calls that went against them, and he wasn't happy with that. Um, but he's, you know, he's he has that in him, that like fierceness. And I would see it in the gym with him every once in a while because he was so quiet and almost like introverted back in the day. He's definitely come out of his shell with you, and, and, he, and I think you're helping him with that. But when he would be in the gym and he was, it was like game time. A different like guy would come out. Interesting. So I so didn't maybe even that's know it happened. I, I texted him after the game because we're trying to set up our next Rose rotation next week. I said, hey, how's Tuesday? He's like, yeah, great. He goes, uh, did you see my ejection? I was like, what? What? I, I wasn't even paying attention at that point. I was like, you got ejected? He's like, yeah. Uh, he said, I'm all about the content, Chris. Make sure that Jimmy does a breakdown on me. Yeah. I was like, said, okay, we got guys now begging to be broken down by John Boy. So why not? We'll make your, we're like the Oprah show. We'll make dreams come true. You know, let's hear it for Lucas Giolito. I'm just telling him, keep the money, man. Don't don't be giving away that money like that. Come That's on. That's true. That, I think he's going to cash in pretty soon, though. Yeah, Could you're wrong. Right. I think he's going to do just fine in his career. But, yes, uh, he will be getting a breakdown. I've already I've already put in the formal request. Yeah. All right, what do you have uh, going on, John Boy, today? I'm running right back uh, to my studio to do Talking Baseball Series recap. Jimmy is actually flying out to California yes. for something. And uh, so Kelsey Winger is going to be nice. filling in. Good. And, uh, we're excited about that. Me, Kelsey, and Jake will be bring. Oh, and BBD will be bringing you uh, the Series recaps. What do you got? That'll be great. I'm happy that Kelsey's getting in a bat there. That's good for her. And, and good for our viewers and listeners, too, because she knows for her stuff. Um, for me, I've got a big day. Double dose of the Rose rotation. Uh, Tyler Glass now. Wow. Uh, taping him in about 14 minutes or so. And then later today, I think we talked about this earlier. He had to cancel because he was ill. Umpire Jim Wolf. Uh, really good dude and a very good umpire. He's got a ton of stories. He's been in the major league since 99. We're going to cover it all. So we're going to talk about replay. We're going to talk about foreign substances. We're going to talk. He was behind the plate for Dallas Braden's perfect game. He was on the field for Jeter's 3,000th hit. 
He was working second base the day that Armando Galarraga did not have his perfect game because of Jim <laughs> Joyce. We're going to be covering all that stuff. He had a brother who pitched in the major leagues. I don't know when it's going to be released. Um, that's one of those we're going to hang on to for a little while, but it's going to be fun. Uh, he's, he's really looking forward to it. I can't wait. I like Jim a lot. He's great. Actually, his brother Randy lives in uh, the neighborhood, so yeah. I see him walking every once in a while. By the way, Jim Wolf. He's uh, he's like the Ed Hockley of Major League Baseball. He's all about the biceps. Oh yeah, yeah. He looks good. He looks yeah. really good. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I'm excited he, for that. I, I've always said I've told Jimmy and Jake this all the time. I was like, we need to get more umpires on the shows. Like they have oh, yeah. fascinating stories, and people love to you know shit on umpires. But a lot of times, man, these guys are they're just good guys trying to do their jobs. It's, sometimes it's a really really hard job. Yeah, and as long as they're sometimes. able to admit when they're wrong. That's great. We're going to cover it all. You know, he's, he's going to tell us what it's like to, to sleep on a bad call. You know, nobody's yeah. ever rooting for him either. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up, and I cannot wait. So go do your thing with Talking Baseball. Have a really good, safe weekend. I will see you Monday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, 8.30 Pacific. Don't forget to go get your Kansas City Monarchs lids. They are great. Love it. I'll see you then, Chris.